Ladies and gentlemen, the Conservative Daily Podcast is back. And now your host, Joe Altman. Welcome back to the second half of Conservative Daily Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Joe Altman. Max is out on vacation this week. I don't know how we let him have a vacation. That just means you that signed I can't. the paperwork. Don't <laughs> give me that crap. I did not sign any paperwork. Yes, you did. I, did not, I saw it. I did not sign any paperwork. I would have never let him get a day off. That is not something I would let happen. So this second hour, we're going to talk about um, what happened in Portland this week, this weekend. And I, but I want to give you I want to give you some good news. Um, number one, I, I did get fired up. I got fired up on Saturday. I went out in a live video, and I had to take it down. And I didn't take it down because I was afraid of what I said. I took it down because, no, they don't get to win. They don't get to push me in a corner where, where, I get to, where, where they say, oh, Joe advocated for violence. I didn't advocate for violence. I advocated for us standing up and punching them in their face when they do come to us violently. And frankly, defending yourself is a key tenet of being an American in this country. We should not have to take these pedophiles, rapists, and closet racists coming in and trying to destroy everything that we stand for as a nation. We should not let them be able to attack our kids. We should not let them become politicians and tear down the fiber of our, of our community. We should not let any of this happen. And then I challenged them because I happened to find out that they, they, they really want me. What, what do the guys say on the, on the dark web? Joe is the ace of spades. Oh, we need to get the ace of spades. And I'm thinking to myself, I'll be an ace of spades. You know where I live. I Come. thought you were their Huckleberry. I'll be the. I said I'll be their Huckleberry, right? But I, I do want to give you some good news. So the good news is this: Ready? They got attacked. They fought back. We had Patriots that showed up about 15 minutes later and kicked a couple of their teeth in. I don't feel bad for saying it. I'll pray for them afterwards. I told you before. I'm from the South Side of Heaven, and I'm not likely to to stand back and just watch people get hurt. I, my flight was canceled going into Portland. That's, that's the part that pisses me off the most is that I couldn't be there. Um, and uh, they, they almost got Apollo. We did send Apollo out there. They almost got it so he couldn't go out there, right? And yeah, the canceled flight, it was, it was really, really bad. It sounded like the whole thing was like dangerous, man. They were hurting kids. Kids, kids. dude. Kids. kids. Year old kid. And these, these people Throwing were praying when they shooting, went after him, right? As I understand it. Yeah, and they were shooting bottle rockets at him. It was unbelievable. So that's technically an explosive device, right? Yeah. So and the police did guess what? Jack Nothing. stuff. The police did aid and abate the, the uh, Antifa by pushing them to a place where it would be secluded so that no one would see them beat up on people in the community. You're it's kidding. unbelievable. No. Seriously? No, the police are absolutely 100% complicit. They are Antifa. And by the way, if you work for Portland, Portland PD, if you work for Portland PD and you watched it and you were the two little pricks that were smirking in the side. You know what? I back the blue in my neighborhood. I certainly don't back it in yours. I don't back the blue in Portland. And if you're a good police officer, quit. Let's leave the goons. Let, let them be there so that the goons sooner or later will eat their own. Leave them. But if you watch this happen and you smirked while a one-year-old baby had a bottle rocket or, or a fireworks uh, shot at him, shame on you. You're trash. You are absolute trash. And yet, they did nothing. And the DA told them, hey, if, if anybody shows up to protect these Christians, we want you to arrest them. And that's what happened in Salem two weeks ago. 
But the good news is, and I go back to it, the good news is, is that even after this happened and they, we went back to the original place it was supposed to be, Art was able to speak. Other pastors were able to speak. They did not, they were not successful in stopping that prayer rally. They were not successful. Because now the police were like, oh, crap. They went back out and they're in, in public view. Oh, man. And Antifa's like, oh, they're going to see us terrorize these children. But we have video of it. We have video of it. We have video of them taking the equipment and breaking it, of pepper spraying people unprovoked. And yet the police did nothing because the police are Antifa. And I do not back the blue in Portland, Oregon. And the people in Portland, Oregon need to stand up, kind of like they did in the South when the police were corrupt, uncivilized, and destroyed and, 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 and oppressed the people in their community. That's what's happening in Portland right now. And the people of Portland are being abused by these people. Abused. So we have, we have Greg on. Is Greg going to join us? All right, let's bring Greg on. How you doing, special guest, Greg Pappas? Hey, brother. Oh, I'm How doing good. So you're, uh, I'm lovely. You're, you're in an undisclosed location, which is good. But um, I'm going to tell you that, uh, you know, I'm sorry I wasn't there. I told you, you said, Joe, I'm glad you weren't there. Um, yeah, I was glad you weren't there because I knew, uh, you know, my job was to make sure that uh, Arthur was all right. And I ended up having to, you know, make sure the kids got out of the area. But I know what you would have done, and uh, which is go up and start, uh, you know, crushing some teeth when they started breaking the equipment and pepper spraying the pastors. Um, and it, it, it honestly was really bad. And it, uh, th there, there was nothing that we really could have done given the numbers there. All right. So talk to me about the talk to me about the police. What were they doing? Uh, sure. Yeah. So the police really disgusted me. We had the event set up for about a half mile down. Hold on a second, uh, guys. Down the boardwalk. Guys, hit the hit the share button. Hit the share button. Break it out right now. I want you to hit the share button. So I sent Greg into Portland to protect Art Pawlowski. I sent you in there. And the fact that I wasn't there pissed yeah. me off. But hit the share button. And I know people have covered this. But some of the video, we do have the video, correct? We have the video? Some of the videos you're going to see was taken by us. It was taken by our team there on the ground. There was nobody on our side that showed up to have a fight with anyone. So go ahead, Greg. Hit the share button. Hit the share button. I'm not going to say it again. Hit the share button. Hit the share button. Share it. Share it. Share it. Go ahead. Share it. Um, so, yeah, just, and just to reiterate what you said about no one being there for a fight, the people who were there were a number of pastors. There were about seven pastors that were there to speak. And then it was women and children primarily, you know, a few couples. Um, but a good amount of the people there were, uh, were just families and, you know, about uh, half a dozen children or more. Um, so they were, uh, they came in with about 40 or 50 people. There were less of us than there were of them. Um, and the police moved us a half mile away from the original location where we were supposed to have the event last minute, um, saying that it would be safer. Um, the original place, there was a lot of people, uh, and, you know, that eventually made it really clear to us why they wanted us to move, because where they moved us to, a place that was completely fenced in by construction equipment um, and fences that were set up, and it was totally isolated from... Uh, from the general public and from the street. So 
no one could see what was really happening there. Um, so the, there were police there when we got there. Uh, I noticed there were a few of Antifa scouts, which if you aren't familiar with that, if you haven't seen that before, they have some, you know, little uh, dirt bags who act like they're chilling you know, on the side of the street. And we watched a few of them roll up. They were radioing in or texting that we were all there. Uh, some guy came up on a scooter and uh, actually talked into his phone. Yeah, they're all here. Come on down. Um, so we, we had been there not even 10 minutes and, uh, you know, we haven't even started speaking. There were a few people praying. There was a little bit of music going on and about 40, maybe 50 of these people, uh, they walked in all in riot gear on black block. Uh, first thing they did after they heckled us for a few seconds was throw flashbangs, uh, and fireworks. Uh, and one of these went off with the first one they threw went off a few feet away from me. Um, and right next to me was, uh, about five kids between the ages of maybe four and 10 and about 10 feet, uh, on the other side of me from where the flashbang went off was a four month old baby in a stroller. Um, so that happened immediately. I pulled Archer out and, uh, and made sure that the kids got out of there because the, you know, a few of the kids actually got hit by things that they were throwing. Um, and these people of course came in and started calling us all kinds of all kinds of names, Nazis, fascists. They, uh, they kept asking us, where's our God now? Uh, they, were, they were mocking uh, you know, our, our God and Jesus and making all kinds of horrible comments. Um, and then the video that, uh, that we have queued up, uh, you'll see they have some of their, uh, their agitators. They come in to try and start a fight, and this is a tactic that they use. They have some complete POS come in and, and be really aggressive to cause one of us to push them or just, you know, act defensively. And then they use the, the footage to claim that we, that we aggress on them. Uh, but they came in, immediately started pepper spraying pastors uh, that were doing absolutely nothing. They were just saying, guys, leave us alone. We're just here to pray. You know, we're, we're here to speak. Why are you guys doing this? They broke all of the sound equipment, threw it into the river, and then tear gassed the entire, the entire space with uh, What did the police do? With OC gas. The police were maybe 50 meters away. Um, yep. They watched. They stood there and watched. They watched the flashbang go off next to kids. They watched them throwing rocks. And uh, they did nothing. Rotten eggs. They did absolutely nothing. And you could see them literally just sitting there. They were uh, chilling in their cars. So this went on for about 10 to 15 minutes. We had to move because they gassed everyone. Um, and then after about 10, 15 minutes, after the whole thing was over, uh, essentially, then four cars all of a sudden turned their lights on from up the block and then ended up rolling down the park uh, following us. Uh, did not make any contact with Antifa. They followed us, and four cars rolled right next to us as we were walking up the boardwalk, and the guys in the back seats are hanging halfway outside the door like they're ready to, to pounce on us. And I mean, you know, I, I was there armed, but there was no, like, security. There was no you know, group there to like UADF or anything like that. It was women and children and pastors. Women, children and pastors being attacked by Antifa with flashbangs, bear spray, throwing equipment into the river, terrorizing and assaulting people. And the police did what? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing. They did nothing. That, and they you, saw wanna, you want to know why? That they look, didn't see it all. look, when I grew up in the D.C. area, we had a word for the police, right? 
We had a word for the police. We used to say we, when the word when the when somebody said five zero, you ran. Do you want to know why you ran from the police? See, there's certain things that that BLM says about the police being corrupt in certain areas, but you know where they're corrupt? Where Democrats have control, because it's the goon squad. Because these people don't care about anything. They're the enforcers of corrupt DAs and corrupt judges. Our judiciary is the largest problem in our country. Let me repeat myself. Our compromised judiciary, our weaponized judiciary that gets to decide winners and losers, gets to attack people and send their goons out on the street, that's our biggest problem. That's our biggest problem. And they hide. They hide behind unions. They hide behind unions. And then they throw useful idiots to the, to the wind and make them sacrifices when things don't go well and people finally stand up. I'm sorry. I will not. Lawman, I know you're on here. I would back you 100. I would take a bullet for you, lawman. Rob, I would take a bullet for you. 100%, I would take a bullet for you. But what I can't do is I can't stand here and say I would protect or take a bullet for anyone that would actually hurt women and children. Watch it happen and do nothing. And do nothing. And smirk. How about the two cops that were smirking and smiling in the, in the side while this was happening? Oh, yeah. They sat there. They knew exactly what was going to happen. And after we had, we had seen what had happened, uh, where they moved us, they came in. And they came in uh, the opposite direction that we had moved from where the event was supposed to be. Um, and it was, you know, they staged themselves so they were upwind of us um, when they threw the gas grenades and everything. It, so the they entire knew. thing was set up. I believe 100 percent the PD set us up. They knew exactly what was going to happen. And they stood there and watched. They were right up the street. There was at least a dozen cars that we saw before the event started when we were walking in. They knew exactly what was going to happen. I, I, don't, I, don't know, I, I don't know what to call it other than the police department DA's collusion. I know you have a video, so why don't you describe what video number one is going to be, and then we'll play that video. T tell, me what, tell me what we're about to watch. Um, sure. So there's a there's an article that uh, that Josh has ready to. We can put that up if you want. Uh, it's a gateway pundit article. Yeah, go but the video. Um, yeah, you can go and put that up now. Um, and so basically, you know, this pretty accurately describes what happens. Uh, you know, terrorists violently attack Christian families and young children. Um, again, this was a prayer event. They had music playing, you know, not very loud when when we arrived there. And it was families getting ready to hear a number of pastors talk, and we were going to pray. And these people came in and, uh, you know, started assaulting everyone, you know, did all the things that I just mentioned, um, and, you know, claimed that we were there, we were the violent ones, we were, you know, spreading hate. Um, the video is actual video of right at the beginning of the event. I believe it starts right before they threw the first uh, explosion, uh, explosive, the, the first flashbang. Um, and where you see the video, I am just off camera, right behind the camera, uh, when that happens. So if you want to play that now, you can see what, uh, what play. they actually did as soon as they walked in. Yeah. And so I'm just off to the left, uh, behind the gentleman t-shirt. 
You don't feel like a hypocrite? Oh, we got a rock, you're throwing flashbangs, you're throwing eggs. You don't feel like a hypocrite? Y'all are so backwards. Y'all are so backwards. Backwards. Brainwash. No, you're not. No, you're not. Don't front. Don't front. We see you. We see you. We're not pretending like you. Come on. Be real. What is that? Hey, come on now. Stay back. All cops are bastards in the name of Jesus. Amen. And there's more so, video that we can play too, but it's it's about the same stuff. So so let me so let me just tell let me tell everyone right now what I'm feeling, right? What I'm feeling is what that little clown that that put something out there and said, "How tall are you?" and he says, "You're probably five eight and 150 pounds." And I was like, "I'm six two, <laughs> two twenty five." <laughs> and and he goes, "Well, go stand next to a stop sign, and take a picture." Now you notice that little clown isn't actually sending more stuff. I'm like, come to Denver. I'll be, we'll meet anywhere. I'll meet my boxers in the middle of a parking lot and we'll just take care of business. That way you don't think I brought anything, right? I'll make it a fair fight. Winner takes all, right? <laughs> so when I, when I watch this video and this is why, cause you know, Greg, you called me and I was really upset. I was super upset because the women and children, and there was another video. I don't know if we have it. Another video that they took where one of the flashbangs literally lands what a foot and a half, two feet from a six-year-old, seven-year-old kid. I mean, yeah, it, it's unbelievable. I mean, it, and so I put I put something out there. I put something out there, and said, "Look, I, I just I, I wanted these people. I wanted the people that were standing there just to kick their teeth in." And you was like, "Joe, you're advocating for violence." No, I'm not. I'm advocating for us to have courage, and stand up. And take these guys out. That's what I'm advocating for. <sighs> well, and, you know, my, uh, it, it really upset me, too, because with, uh, you know, we didn't really have any, uh, any people there to defend the space. Um, there are a few people that showed up later. But, you know, like you saw in the video, you saw how many people there were. There was maybe 20 of us, 25. Yeah. Well, people um, were starting to migrate down to the event. They, were, they didn't even get a chance to get there. I mean, well, you see, the, this yeah. is the thing. The the PD, they changed it at the last minute, so we didn't even have the full numbers that we would have had. I don't know how many would have showed up if we had just gone to the first space because we yeah. don't know how many left. 
after that happened and, and knowing that, you know, Antifa showed up because a number of people did leave. So they split us up and isolated us so that we were completely away from the general public. Um, but I mean, you, you see in the video, it's, it's literally families and uh, later in the video, you see they start pulling the uh, those little wagons, which some mother brought and it was, you know, stuff they brought for their kids and like, you know, towels or water bottles. They took that stole it they stole some stuff from some of the families um and yeah a number of kids there was a flashbang that went off a few feet from a from like a five-year-old kid the first one went off maybe seven or eight feet to the left of me um and then right on the other side of me was a four-month-old child there was a four-month-old baby in a stroller um and so you know immediately i just got the kids out of there and told the mothers to take them out um, but but they came in and then had the nerve to come up to us after we moved and said that we started it that you know we were in their city and we were um, in that wait say it again say say that again say say it again what what did you just say they just said we are in their city we came to their city and we're in their city spreading hate so we started it and the entire thing we started that whole thing Whew. It's not very often that I'm, uh, you know, speechless, but I'm speechless. So now what's right is wrong, wrong is right. So you have this goon squad, the, the, the Portland PD, goon squad, a, a organized crime that stand up for Antifa. They are the front line for Antifa, arresting patriots and people that stand up and protect women and children that are standing up to pray. And this isn't the first time it happened. There's a prayer event that was two weeks ago in front of a Planned Parenthood, right? Antifa shows up and starts beating up on the people that are praying in front of Planned Parenthood. So about what, 40 or 50 people came out, patriots came out to protect those yeah. people and kicked in all the Antifa because they're all just a bunch of weaklings. These guys don't, they're weak. These are weak people. They're weak, evil oh, and people. So, and a point on that, they are, they are weak people. And, and you notice, you saw the one guy on the black, he started getting in everyone's face, completely unprovoked. And they do that, then to get someone riled up, and you know, you see as soon as someone pushes, this is what I was referring to earlier. Um, I mean, they look like they're possessed by demons or on drugs. They're, they're crazy, crazy people. They get in your face like that. Um, and the other thing that they did later, they have, a, in, I've seen this here, or I've seen it in, in Colorado as well, but they have a, it, it's weird. It's like the Island of misfit toys. Someone used that term and they, they get these uh, like homeless people or uh, handicapped individuals. They had two individuals. One was an elderly gentleman in a, like an electric scooter. Oh, that lied about his name girls and lied about his name yeah. and said, Oh, he's just out there. Yeah. He is Antifa. He's at every Antifa oh, he's event. He's like, he's I'm, well just, known. I'm just watching, walking my dog. I saw the article. I got, I just walking yeah. my dog with the Antifa journalist. Right. It's crazy. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And then they had this, and I feel, I, I truly, th this actually made me feel really bad um, because these, these people, they, they're like the, they are, they're misfits. They don't fit in they're They don't really have a lot and they, they manipulate them. They completely right. manipulate these people. They had this one little guy who I'm not going to name who's well known in the area. He's in a wheelchair. Um, you know, he's got a lot of problems and they get him and use him as this, you know, little front victim. And he comes up and starts getting in everyone's face and calling you all kinds of racial slurs and calls you like, just starts coming up and calling everyone a pedophile. And we're this, and 
we're associating with pedophiles and dangerous people. And they are pedophiles. He comes and That's what they are. They are. They are. That's how many times have these Antifa weirdos they get arrested and they're pedophiles, they're violent felons, and they they get they get released because you know they're a blue team. Um, but they they get these guys to roll up. They literally roll up in their wheelchairs like onto your feet. They roll right up into you, and then as soon as you go, whoa, back up, dude! You put out a hand. Then they have these bigger thugs that stand behind them and say, yo, don't touch him. And then they act like, you know, you're the aggressor. And so they have these women and these little mis- misfits that they manipulate and use to turn around this narrative and, you know, play up in their own mind like you're the bad guys while they're sitting there tear gassing children. All right. So I want to I want to I want to ask this question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost afraid. I probably shouldn't ask that question, right? I probably shouldn't ask oh, it. But, but, I, but, 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 but we know that the people that are saying that they're journalists that show up to take pictures are using them to dox people, right? Yeah. But, and well, and they were doing that. And they, they have their little their cameras set up, and they come and get in your face and take pictures of you and say, smile, Nazi, you know, you know oh, here's your KKK mugshot. So um, why, they get why, right in your face to try to intimidate you. So I think that at some point we should probably take those little toys away from them. Am I allowed to say that? I guess I am allowed to say. I can say whatever I want. That but, one's fine. All right. Well, why? So uh, I want to put something up real quick. I want you to tell me what you think. This is a picture of somebody named Gary Floyd. So Gary Floyd decided that he's he is uh, George Floyd, you know, the criminal that died in in uh, uh, Minnesota um, because he overdosed on fentanyl. Um, Gary Floyd was at an activist event, or excuse me, he was a part of Antifa that, that attacked these people that were praying for um, the babies that are being killed in Planned Parenthood. Um, he is a, a paid operative. He's paid by multiple nonprofits up in or across the nation that pay him little bits of money everywhere so they can't be, can't be traced. Um, but they're asking for, go ahead and put it up. Um, I'm going to read it to you. So <laughs> donations needed for Gary Floyd. Gary is a dedicated <laughs> activist who has spent months helping the community. He's never helped the community ever. He has been targeted repeatedly for speaking out against systematic racism. Doesn't exist. Most recently, he was brutally assaulted in Salem, Oregon, by a group of fascists while defending comrades who fighting for black liberation. A lie. He wasn't fighting for anything <laughs> other than going against people that were standing up and praying in front of a Planned Parenthood. Gary has a broken he's, orbital. He's, he's fighting for the liberation of Satanism and criminals. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Gary has a broken orbital socket, an injured jaw, and injuries to his lower extremities, making it difficult to walk. Oh, so I feel bad for you. He also had yeah, a pain. Yeah, I wonder how so he got those they, injuries. They have, they have wheelchairs. This might help. He also had his phone broken. It's currently trying to recover while he's working worrying about housing and being displaced due to COVID. Um, just so you know, it's a machine. He's not displaced about <laughs> anything. He has spent much of his time helping the movement and feeding the community for free at the Red House. We need to get him funds now. The man deserves our financial support. This is a terrorist. This is a terrorist. That's what he is. He's a terrorist. And so he's actually looking for donations because they wanted to come out and... Uh, terrorize young women and children is this that give go fun thing that you wanted me to set up no okay <laughs> no well and you know they uh and you know we've heard in in a very recent ways we've heard this but this is a narrative that we constantly hear from 
you know, all these woke BLM people from the, you know, the mainstream media and the Democrats from, you know, liberals who are just clueless and haven't actually seen this firsthand. They say, you know, it's not an organization and they, they run this line about, oh, it's this, you know, it's just an idea and all these people support the idea and there, there's no actual group called Antifa. I mean, are you kidding me? These people, I mean, they have networks where they communicate in real time, on the ground, in every city. Yeah. I've seen their chats. We just had hey. a big dump of their chats. Hey, hey and, and they're and funded somehow. Where do they get all these oh, flashbacks? We, we actually know where they're funded by. They're funded by some judges that sit on the bench. They're funded by lawyers. They're funded by the political and aristocratic elite. They're, they're creating a war in our country to create chaos so they can watch it all happen. It all has to do with power and money. Greg, we, we've uncovered some crazy stuff over the last couple of days, haven't we? That would be true. Crazy stuff. Yes, we have. People, let me tell you something. The, the, left, the left doesn't understand. When you piss off people that understand tech and data, when you piss, them, when you piss me off, Look, I told you, I'm from the south side of heaven. I will pray for you after we get done defeating you, right? And feeding you to whoever we want to feed you to. I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. And I don't want violence. Actually, I, I want to just get back to where our kids can be kids. I want to get back to the place where we can address problems as they come up, where we get rid of this infection that we have in our judiciary and the evil that's taken over every part of our government, the FBI, the CIA, you name it. They're all infected with these criminals. But I just sent well, you a they, picture. Uh, they're playing a very dangerous game. They're playing a very dangerous game because they, they continue to use all these violent tactics and all these really, just really backhanded, disgusting methods of, of disrupting and hurting people. And they, they seem to have in their idea or in their head this idea that they're like somehow better at it. Um, but what they don't understand is that they're just so willing because they're such, they have such low morals and, and they're, they're such vile people and so overcome with hatred that because they use this, they think that they'll win this fight. And it reminds me always of the, the saying, dare not the righteous man to draw his sword. Because when we do, you better look out because they don't understand what they're actually messing with. The fight is, uh, it hasn't started yet in the, in the sense that they think it has. And when the righteous men do draw their sword, they're going to use them and they're going to use them very well. Because it's, uh, you know, some people say, the most dangerous uh, person is a man who has nothing to lose. And you've said this before. That I disagree entirely. It's the man who has everything to lose because he'll fight we, we, we've with everything said that. he has. We've said that. And, I, and when, you, when, you, when you back someone into a corner who looks and acts ethically and, and does things for the right reasons, then he just understands that this life is just temporary, right? And he's, he's willing to give it all. And, I, and frankly, I, 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 did a, I did a video last night um, when I was driving home. And for everybody that's listening – uh, I put it on um, Telegram as well. You can follow me on Telegram. Um, but it was a, it was a it was a big day for me, and uh, so I, I was baptized when I was a kid. I know I'm getting off the subject a little bit, but you get to be my hear me get off the subject. <laughs> um, <laughs> Never happened before. But I got baptized when I was eight or nine when I was a kid, and uh, but I went and got baptized as my kind of recommitment to Jesus. And, uh, and it's not that I, I wasn't a, a man of faith before. I just it was a commitment to Jesus. And my daughter, um, I got a chance to participate in, in baptizing my daughter. And so it was, a, it was a pretty pretty heavy day. It was an amazing day, but it was heavy because I just, 
it was this affirmation of, of watching my daughter, you know, give her life to Jesus and commit herself to, you know, a godly fight. Um, and then at the end of the night, I went and watched the, um, the deep rig. And, you know, during the day, we found out that Eventbrite took down the deep rig um, showings, I think in 28 or 29 cities. Uh, yeah. Eventbrite took them down. And so we were, we, I watched the movie, and at the end of the movie, after I got done watching it, I just kept remembering what happened to Eventbrite and remembered the fact that I just got baptized. The frustration starts to boil over, and then I had this immense amount of peace because I know who I am. And I know, I know that we're fighting on the right side, and I know that I have everything to lose. But I'm willing to give up everything so that we can protect people that I don't even know. And I started thinking about Mike Lindell, and I started thinking about Mike, uh, uh, General Flynn. I started thinking about Patrick Byrne. I started th thinking about all these people who, frankly, have just they've turned their backs to the political elite, to the, the aristocratic elite. They've turned their back on them and said, look, I have money, but I can't live with myself if I were to walk away from it. So yesterday was, it was a heavy day for me. And uh, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I don't, I don't know how to describe where I think we are as a country, but I think that, I think we are winning. I, I mean, I think we are winning. I think yesterday, by the way, they had another prayer rally in Portland. Uh, Sean, uh, I forget how you spell his last name. Fuch, Fuchies, Fuchies, Fuchies. Do you know Fuchs? Fuch. Um, he had a prayer yeah, rally. Fuchs, I think. Fuchs, and he put out a video where one of the Antifa members came to Jesus. So it's it's not impossible to get some of these people that are on the side of the trash to to find their way to truth. It's just hard to do it. I mean, obviously the Antifa guy that gave me access to the call um, that Eric Coomer was on. You know, he's another one that is struggle. He is struggling. He is struggling. He is absolutely struggling with knowing that he, he's, he's in the middle of it and trying. He knows what truth is, and, you know, he's, he's trying to get off of the bus, where he, but not look like he's getting off the bus so that they'll attack him. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, here we are. and, and that's a, a lot of these, and, you know, we say, and, and I do sometimes, you know, these people are garbage and, and in a lot of ways, they are the way that they act and the way that they'll aggress on on innocent people like that. Then um, there are a few that they know exactly what they're doing. They're embroiled in it very deep, and the ones that are leading this, they truly are, uh, I think, very wicked people who have given themselves over to very wicked things. But a lot of them really are. They're those, that island of misfit toys. They're they're being manipulated, and they've adopted this mentality that I don't really think they understand. And I think a lot of them will have a you know, a come to Jesus moment, uh, to call it at some point, um, when they'll actually realize what they've been fighting for and what the, the agenda that they've been, they've been brought into. Uh, but I, I hope that, that a lot of them do realize it sooner rather than later. And if, if any of them are listening now, and I'm sure there are, uh, I, I do, I pray for you. And I, I truly hope that you look inwards and truly ask yourself what it is that you're fighting for and look at, look at how you're, how you're behaving. Look at what you're actually bringing into the world and what you're creating, and, and how the other people around you are behaving, and what you're being associated with. You're on the wrong side. You're on the wrong side of history, right? You're massively on the wrong side of history. Hey, Josh, I'm trying to get Oregon. Uh, um, 
I'm trying to get Oregon Patrol to actually um, call in. It's 888-441-1121, correct? So he may call. Um, so, so there's another picture that I want to put up. And this is where, where people say, ah, oh, you know, Antifa is just a bunch of misfits. And I say, no, there's a lot of Satan. There's a lot of evil that's inside of this. And most people that aren't evil, that don't surround themselves with evil, don't understand that there, are, there is a cultish thing that is happening in our country where it's cool to worship the devil. Like it's becoming, it has grown like a cancer. And then these people are taking on positions and they like reporting back to each other and doing harm to other people. It's pretty sick. Go ahead and put up the picture. It's this weird incestuous gang mentality. Yeah. So, so these are satanic Portland anti-fascists. It's a good day to fight fascists. And there's a few, there's a few groups like this. Um, they call themselves, they, this is one of them. We saw uh, another one while, there, while we were there too, and they call themselves the uh, whatever, satanic brotherhood of, of, or the you know, BLM Antifa uh, collective or something. I can't remember. Go ahead and pull it down. Yeah, so the, what we just put up there was a picture, and it says, a good day to fa fight fascism. Look, if you're the one doing the oppressing, if you're the one that's keeping a voice or an, of a, a different opinion from, be, from being broadcast, you are the oppressor. You are the fascist. You are the goon, right? And, and, and I don't know how you could be – I know that there's Antifa people um, watching because I know that the, the, uh, the uh, lawyers for Coomer are listening, and they're a bunch of liars too. Uh, but they got something coming to them. So it's going to be really fun because of the stuff we uncovered over the last couple of days. Uh, so we know that we have Antifa and so, listening. Uh, on that point, um, Josh, there's a, there's a third cut um, is the post from one of the Antifa leaders there in Portland. Um, and if you can put that up, uh, we talk about free speech. Um, you know, they call us the fascists and, and all this stuff. But uh, this is a – he made a call right before the event putting up Archer's – uh, poster it says and don't say, let him are speak. we going to let this man speak yeah yeah are we going to let this man speak greg it came across as just attachment there's no actually no attachment all right so it's attached to the email so i want to point something out that this came over to us um let me see if i can send this um to you ready it's coming to you and this right here is so we've been going in and, and going through the deep web. So we'll we'll, put, we'll watch this afterwards. Um, we'll put this up afterwards. This is something that came from someone that got a. There's a bounty on his head from Antifa, and so am I good? Am I good? I'm good. Okay. So first of all, we're going to have Oregon Patriot um, join us right now. Oregon Patriot, welcome to the show. Oregon Patriot, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm here, but it looks like I lost. I'm doing well. Good. I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can. All right. So you Thanks for I, taking my call. So first, I want to say thank you to you for standing up. I want to take, say thank you for putting everything on the line all the time. And I'm not going to tell people what your name is, but you've been fighting this. You've been fighting this. Somebody already doxed you on here. All right. So, <laughs> so in the comments, they already told me who you are. So we'll at least give you your oh, first name. It's Don. So Don is on the call because they just put it all over uh, the, the uh, comment sections in here. So <laughs> uh, I apologize. That's all um, right. I think, that, I think that everyone knows who you are anyway. But, um, but 
tell us what you've been fighting. Tell, <laughs> tell us what you're up against. And I know that you and I have talked. Tell us what a, a normal day of just having an event uh, looks like. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't hold any events myself, but I go to several different purposes from, from a simple flag wave to some, you know, back to blue events and, and everything. And where I personally first got involved was I went down to the Justice Center down in Portland because I saw just some people, just average citizens, were going to hold a Stop the Steal rally in front of the, the federal building. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go down there and check that out and support those people. You know, that seems, uh, I kind of, you know, I kind of believe that this thing, and, and I just want to go down there and do my part. So my buddy and I, we park in the garage, block away or two, start walking, and these people, these kids are pulling up in their vehicles, getting out, throwing on all this riot gear, throwing on riot helmets and builds and pulling us out of the cars, and we're walking by, and I'm thinking, what in the hell? And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people think of Antifa as a bunch of kids running around in khakis and, you know, but, you know, this is full-blown riot gear, as, uh, like you'd see in any, in <laughs> any bad film. And I walk through their crowd, and I'm on the opposite side of the street, and I'm thinking, well, I am on the wrong side of the street, so I cross over. And uh, all these, you know, these people from all over our state are just kind of standing there. There's probably, I don't know, 50 or 60 elderly couples some people are just in town heard about it and decided to walk over to, over to the building and, and show support and tifa starts frozen water bottles and rocks and and balloons full of paint and condoms full of and that people screaming and using all kinds of gestures and all kinds of things and they start to get pretty violent start doing some pepper spray and about that point um the proud boys come around the corner from either side of the building of the, of the Actually, and they kind of create this barrier between the people and Antifa. And I'm looking there going, uh, I was a little nervous because I had some things about that I didn't really know personally any of them or hadn't really, you know, been around him. So I was a little bit nervous, to be honest. And I thought, uh, as I stood there, I looked around, and I realized providing what the police should be doing. They should be providing this line of protection between these, you know, arrogant misled punks who are violent yeah. uh, from attacking people. And that's what they did. And then as it got uglier, and eventually it did break down into quite a melee. And uh, I got pepper sprayed and some sucker punched me in the lip and hit me in the back with a stick and, and whatnot. And uh, we ended up, you know, having to uh, vacate the area. And and what people don't realize is the Proud Boys weren't there to do that. What they did is they put these people up until the time when their permit at 4.30 in the afternoon was over. When the permit was done, they stayed there and helped those people safely out of the area. And a lot of people to their cars. I personally escorted a couple of people to their cars who were terrified. Uh, and then, you know, it just became a mess. So every time I've been out to something, wanting to show my, show my support, understand what people were saying and thinking and feeling, um, it, and when Antifa will show up and they are just violent thugs, you can't have a conversation with them. You can't stand there and say, well, what do you mean by that? Let's have a discussion about that. Can you tell me what, you know, where you get your information from? They, they have no interest in logic or cognitive thought. They just, they just want to yell, belligerent and, uh, and fight. So there's no sense in, if right, anybody so out there thinks you can talk to these kids or reason with them, forget about it. 
Well, let's talk about that. We, we also Justin. know that the DA in Portland is old buddies, quote unquote, old buddies by his own admission with a couple of the leaders of Antifa. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. And, and therein lies the problem. You know, you've got issues where people who are there defending or others get attacked um, and then end up being arrested. Well, in fact, you were talking about the incident in Salem a few weeks ago in front of Planned Parenthood. There's a guy who happens to be a proud boy who, again, was there to protect the church people. Um, and he's in jail for having been there and defending the, uh, you know, the, the Christians. And it ends it every which way. And when the police were there at that event, the police actually attacked with less than lethal munitions the Proud Boys that were there. Yeah. And, and, one of, and, and the, the person that is Floyd's uh, brother, right? Uh, cousin, I think. Oh, Gary Floyd? His cousin, right? Yeah, Gary. Cousin? I think it's his cousin. Yeah. Okay. So, so he was one of the people that showed up at Salem to the Planned Parenthood where they were praying, correct? Correct. And one of the people that was there protecting them took a gun off of one of these people and was charged with theft of the gun for taking a gun away from someone who was being violent. Is that correct? Well, the irony is that's the police report will say that. But he, that's not what the video is not true. Yeah, that's not what the video shows right. either. Right. Any weapon off of him. Yeah. So, so this is th this is what we're up against. We're up against a bunch of liars that are in positions of authority that are acting as the thugs goons and doling out their bit of justice against people that oppose them being goons. Am I, am I, am I missing something or is that how it happens? <laughs> I mean, I want to know, I, I, I gotta know. I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a confused. It's easy to get me confused. Cause you know, I, you know, I, I don't know logic very well. I mean, I, I'm not very smart, right? <laughs> yeah, well, Joe, that, Joe that's, the, that's the problem. You're trying to apply logic and reason to it. Okay, so, but he was charged, and they charged him with something they don't have any evidence of, right? Am I, am I, missing, am, am I right when I say that? You're, as far as I know, and he's still in jail. This is, this is the problem that I have. This right here is the problem that I have. We're, we're talking about the problem that is as plain as day. We are not dealing with truth. We are dealing with a bunch of liars who have been able to take advantage of, have been able to take advantage of a system that they've weaponized against people. Right? Absolutely. All right. So, Absolutely. I, so. This incident. Incident after incident like this. I'm sorry to interrupt, Joe. Just go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Incident of this. Uh, I'll tell you two more short, quick ones, okay? Um, make them short stories. But I was down in Salem in front of the Capitol for a, uh, an event down there. And this one was put together by many conservative groups, including the Republican Party. They had booths there where people were selling apparel. Um, a couple of speakers, being one of our, our uh, senators, was there to talk about you know, this, that, the other thing, a couple of candidates that were running. It was in the public square right in front of the state capitol. Really nice event. It's all people, some food was happening. People, you know, had some free food and whatever, and, and it was really nice. Well, suddenly Antifa shows up, and they 
and they attack, you know, they do their typical tactics. Like you saw a show up and they start getting in your face and screaming and yelling, trying to get somebody to jump. And sometimes there's some, you know, fool that'll take the bait, but, um, you know, and it goes, it just goes on. And, and finally, some, it's a powder keg, right? Something goes off. Then at that point, after Antifa has already been attacking and violent, it's not even their event. They have no reason to be there. These people are, are having their own event, minding their own business. That's the way it always happens. People are doing their event. Nobody goes to an Antifa event and shows up and disrupts their stuff. But other people are out doing Antifa shows up in mass and interrupts everybody else's events. Well, this is an example of that. And then the police finally come out of the Capitol building and come flying up and all the drama hanging off the sides of their vans and all these types of things come flying in, calling in Limbley, breaking it all up and making us go, go home. I'm like, you know, where are you in the beginning of that? There, you know, there is a, something in the law called uh, being complicity, right? You're complicit. The police are complicit in this because they have the ability to go up when they see Antifa coming down the road and saying, stay away. These people have a permit. They rented this place out. You don't get to come in and interrupt their speech. It's their First Amendment, right? Yeah, but the first, the first Amendment... But they don't. They yeah, wait the, until the... And then they take the side of Antifa. And, it's, and it's that makes... Really and and that, makes the, that makes the police, in my opinion, and, and actually lots of people's opinion, including people that I know that live in Portland, that live outside of Portland, um, <laughs> who say over and over and over again, Joe, you're not... You don't understand. The police here are Antifa. That's what they're saying. This is not just you, Don, that's saying it. It's it's literally people in the, in the community that are getting together at pubs and saying, "How do we how do we stop this? How do we stop this? How do we stop the judges? How do we stop the? They're all in it together to destroy Americans. Well, you, you know, it's it's not just Portland either. We talked about Portland, but we saw the same thing in in Denver at the back the blue rally last year, where Antifa busted into an event where we had a permit, started literally clubbing elderly women over the head. Some dude, they stole his phone, yeah. let him into a group, started beating on him, knocked him out. I pulled him out of there, and I was sitting next to a line of, of uh, riot cops. There was a line of SWAT there with their pepper guns, and they are standing me watching me pull this dude over. He's, like, is half conscious, bleeding out of his face, and they're just looking at me. And uh, on that event, the only reason that it got broken up was because a lieutenant actually defied his orders, which were to stand down against Antifa. So the cops are watching them commit mm -hmm. these violence, uh, these violent acts against innocent people, women and children. And uh, a, a lieutenant actually defied orders, deployed pepper rounds, broke it up, and then he got uh, he got uh, penalized. And uh, th this is this right. is the plan. You you can't say it's not an agenda when this is happening in all of these Democrat cities all over the country. Okay. All right. So, so I'm going to put be Stevie Wonder to see that, right? No, you don't have to be Stevie Wonder. And frankly, the people are getting tired of it. And you have the DHS that is saying that, oh, there's people that are against the election that are going to rise up and become violent, even though they have no credible threat because there isn't any. You just got a lot of pissed off people that are like, you guys are a bunch of goons. You're, you're all a bunch of criminals. You've taken organized crime to a whole new level, right? And there's people in the government, by the way, that are doing this. They're, they're taking names. They're like, okay. Yep. So when it does, when things clack off, when they actually do go kinetic and they will, if we don't get these people out, we will, if we don't actually, and I don't think you can do anything other than just gut the judiciary, gut it, gut it. hundred percent, hundred percent. But, but, but here's, you know, wanna, here's another go ahead. crazy example where it's gotten, 
where it's gotten. So um, recently, some some people from the uh, Republican Party, uh, just a PCP, some Republican Party, were out at a outside of a Home Depot on public land. They had some signs. They're starting a petition here in Oregon to uh, up. So one of the our legislature was that they're never going to clean the voter rolls, basically, and just let them keep on, you know, growing forever. So they want a referendum before the people to vote to get the voter rolls cleaned up. So they're out there with their little tent, their table, a couple of signs and some yard signs, you know, the little ones with the H, you know, the, you know, twice Amazon drivers pull up in their vans flying up and have come out and screaming and yelling and flipping them off, running, running over onto the curb, running over their signs. These are drivers for Amazon. I mean, wow. it's gone insane. And the police what do what? You're working for and the police company? do what? Zero. Nothing. Zero. At what point, I'm going to just say it right here so that everybody, all the alphabets can know it. At what point we live in a lawless society where the rules are for thee and not for me, we're using as a tool for persecution, right? Then we'll step in and take care of it for you. But if you're a good police officer in Portland, you need to leave because you're entire. I don't back your blue. I don't back your blue. I'll never back your blue. I'll never back your judiciary. I'll never back it. You want to know why? Because you allow good people get hurt, to get hurt. That's why. Why would I? Why would I ever back? I'll you? back them when they. I'll back them when they back. Yeah, and and, and this this is where you know yeah. the unlikely alliances converge. Unlikely alliances converge. So I want to play we something back the for blue you because they earn our respect because they were, they protect and serve. That's, that should be their duty. And when you fail to protect and serve, you don't, you don't garner that respect. We have no reason to back you. We don't back you because you wear a uniform. We back you because you're here to protect us and we pay you to do that. You're servants of us. So, so go ahead and put this up there. This right here is from gateway pundit, uh, Democrat Arizona state senator charged with multiple counts of sexual conduct of a child <laughs> under the age of 14 released on bond. There was an 11-year-old child that he raped. There was a 13-year-old child that he raped. Raped two little boys. This guy raped. Now, what I need you to know about him is that he's an up-and-coming, an up-and-coming Democrat senator from Arizona. What you also need to know, and this will, will discuss you, I think, more than that, is that this guy, way back in the day, let me see if I can find it real quick. This guy put out a Twitter post talking about the fact that he was very happy to, for his other Democrat uh, people, Democrat, whatever you want to call them, uh, goons, that, uh, I'm trying to find it, hold on, hold on, I'm trying to find it, I'm trying to find it, I'm trying to find it, I'm trying to find it. Um, that they passed a anti-trafficking, sex trafficking law. This guy did. This guy. This pedophile, rapist, and closet racist. This guy. Put him in general population for a little bit. Because i got to tell you something. I have a strange feeling he won't make it out of there alive. Raping children. <laughs> what did we do on Friday? Who was the other one? Goss. Clint Goss. 14-year-old yeah. trying to lower a 14-year-old. This, by the way, you ready for this? Don, are you ready for this? I, I'm all over this, man. I know where you're going. This guy got a $50,000 bond after raping two kids. $50,000. Put up yeah. five grand, and you're out. And he gets to walk free after raping children. 
raping children. Uh, my kid. I'd, I'd pay his five grand if he raped my kid. Just to get him out so you can oh, handle amen. it? Amen. Oh. Amen. Don, what was, remember the, the gentleman who's still in jail in Portland? What, remember, what did you tell me his bond was? It's 500 grand. Uh, it was 500 grand. It started off as 500 grand. It went to 200,000. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what was, happened on Friday. They had a hearing. Yeah, but but here's a guy yeah, that was, was just twenty thousand dollars with ten percent. Yeah, and you don't get it back. And you don't get it back. You don't get it back. <laughs> Look, but I'm going to put up this next post. This next post is one. It's an image, and I'm going to read it to you. This is a portion of the per, for the findings for. It's the one that has the yellow markings on it. The findings for the FBI against the people that are in Washington. Let me go ahead and read this to you. Further, we are not in a position to turn over the universe of information we possess for defendant to review. Although we are aware that we possess some information that the defense may view as supportive of arguments that law enforcement authorized defendants, including defendant, to enter the restricted grounds, e.g. images of officers hugging or fist bumping riders, posing for photos of the riders, and moving bike racks, we are not in a position to state whether we have identified all such information. Pertuant to Brady and its uh, prodigy, progeny, we are required to make available the voluminous data that may be contained any similar information for the defendant to review. This is the FBI, the judiciary, admitting that the people that the people in on January 6th were not insurrectionists. They were not violent. They were invited in, then arrested, persecuted, put inside of a jail as political prisoners, had a story made up by Pelosi and the rest of the left-wing clowns, this trash, this evil trash on the left. And they have information, but they say they can't turn it over because they don't know if they have all of it. But yet these people are being held with no bond, no bail. And you know our judicial system is broken, is irrevocably broken when that is happening, when that kind of stuff happens contemporaneously to these child molesters. And are, like, you know, you have the, the, the San Francisco gay men's course are putting out that video. We're coming for your children. This guy's let out on. Yeah. Yeah. We're coming for your children. If that doesn't piss you off, you got a few screws loose. Yeah. And they, they are putting that stuff out, letting these people out on bond like that, letting the Antifa people go when they're on camera, assaulting people, hurting people in Chaz. They were raping people. And these are violent criminals. in a lot of times felons, people with sexual misconduct history, and they're letting these people out. But then conservatives like the so-called insurrectionists are still being treated like uh, like, you know, detainees at Guantanamo Bay. We have a big, big problem. Yeah, so, we, and we not only have a big problem, but it's promoted. They're promoting this pedophilia. They're promoting this Satanism. They're promoting this Antifa and destroying. They're, they're promoting this fear of something you can't see. Racism, race, there's a racist behind every corner. And boo, it's, it's a white, white dude, right? And most people that see that go, this is absurd, but they don't say anything because they don't want to be doxxed by these clowns. Then you have guys like me that step out and be like, look, you're a clown. You're a zero. You're a zero. But, but that's the double standard that we're up against. That by itself is a double standard. And by the way, for an organization that doesn't exist, go ahead and put up message number one, the one message I put up. Guys, Don, I'm sorry I'm keeping you on the, on the call. We can let you go if you want to ju jump off. Uh, go up if you would, please. Go up. All right. So, so this right here is a dark web, a dark web um, discovery of talking about one of the guys that, that works for conserv works for CD, CD Solutions and is working on building things, uh, building different tools so we can uh, deplatform uh, big tech. 
Um, so one of the guys on here, and I'll just tell you who it is, uh, Jake Friejo and Eric Kaczynski will be sentenced to five days community service, the Manhattan District Attorney's Office said Friday. And it says, let me read you more of the post. These effing fascists get away with everything. Lock and step with our democratic government. Jake Friejo, and has his uh, some Twitter deal, attacked us while we were protesting, and we tried to call attention to him back after it was initially happening, and all we got was fake sham of support from the city. It goes down to anti-fash Gordon, wrote, all we got was this fake sham, let's do something about it. Somebody else comes in from Rose City, Best City, writes, by the way, yes, we have, we have comas if you drink like that. You will soon be in a coma on the XPI. I'm not afraid of Putin. He ate from my hand. And it was a response to that that says, I'm in Brooklyn where this Nazi lives. Can't believe he stayed alive this long. Our comrades agreed 3,000 for him. Anyone can claim. So this is an organization that doesn't have an organization that's putting hits out on people's lives. Now, I'm not going to show you the part where they put out one for me and said that I'm the ace of spades. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but <laughs> these, are, these are Antifa. This is Antifa, Don, that are putting these hits out. These are the ones out. combating violence. I, I, these are the people. I saw, I, saw, I saw a number on me too recently. These are the people. This is Antifa. This is Antifa putting hits out on people, and the FBI and the CIA do nothing about it, and the police are aligned with them, and the judges are doing their bidding, and the DAs are arresting people. This is what we're dealing with, people. Please tell me that Antifa are not terrorists when they're acting just like Al-Qaeda. This is identical to what they did overseas in the Middle East. This is identical. Identi this is no different. This is, this is the color revolution of them coming in and destroying communities and destroying people's lives. And they're doing it on the education side. They're doing it on the faith side. They're doing it on the commerce side by destroying small to medium businesses. And frankly... They're all in it together, and we're supposed to stand on the sidelines and say, "Let's just wait for, let's just wait for it to happen. Let's let's just wait for you know justice to be served. Let's let's pray to God and not act." I'm telling you right now, yeah, I'm going to check act. my privilege. I'm going to check my privilege and step back from this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess I'm. They, they I, said that to me. They said that to me when I was in Portland. They said, "Check your white feelings. Get your white feelings out of here." Because I said, hey, you guys just tear gas. They had one of their little, uh, one of their front people uh, to come up and, you know, get in our face. And they were calling us all kinds of things. And we started this. And I said, you guys came in and tear gas babies. You know that? And they said, he said to me, check your white feelings. Get your white feelings out of here. All right. So, so I'm, I told you it was an 11-year-old and a 13-year-old, right? I told you that. You ready? I told you that. All right. Put up the first yeah. post from Andy No, please. Openly gay Arizona State Senator O'Toniel Tony uh, Navarrete, a Democrat from Phoenix, has been arrested on suspicion that he sexually abused a child. Go ahead and put up the next one, please. New Democrat State Senator Tony Navarrete acknowledges touching the victim's penis and performing oral sex on the youth multiple times over several years. Do you know what that means? That means that this child was nine or this child was 11. I'm sorry. Go ahead and say it, Josh. Could have been even younger. Could have been even younger. But that's Think about allegedly. It. Think about what's You know what's that, that thing you say, uh, uh, Joe, about Democrats being pedophiles, racist, club? That one aged really well. Yeah. Yeah. It really did. Uh, but it's happening everywhere. Th this is what they are. 
Let's call the Democrats what they are. And this transgenderism, this it's that run around dressing up like women, just say that you're a man dressing up like a woman. You're no more a woman than I am a a water bottle. Don, I'm going to let you go, but I want to say thank you for your service and thank you for protecting people in your community and thank you for standing up with courage and God bless you and I will be praying for you and and I hope to see you soon. Hey, remember, it's yeah, X, God bless you, Don. And XY, that's it. What's that? All right, guys, X, X, thank X, you. Y. All right, take care. X, God bless. X, XY, that's it. Yeah. Bye. So, uh, See you, Don. so I want to give everybody an update, right? Because this keeps coming up. I, I have, for the people that have actually signed up for the 1776 Patriot Ranch, you will be getting a, uh email from me. That email will go through the information on um, the how we're going to run the Patriot Ranch. Um, it is 1776patriotranch.com. We have 487. It is slowing down. Guys, I need 487 more people. You guys got to get out there and buy a share of this. Um, but um, the share is 1776. You can also go to the Give, Send, Go and drop smaller dollars on it, 1776patriot ranch, and let's do it that way. But let's make it go viral and let's finish this deal. We've set out the closing for 60 days from now. Um, that is 1776patriotranch.com. But you're going to get an email from me that walks through um, the terms of service um, for the, the co-op. You get to use the facility anytime you want. If it's not being used, you can come in and use it, right? Uh, somebody did ask what the costs are for using it. It's $5.07 is what the cost for electricity is typically a day, right? So, you know, if you're there for three days, it's 15 bucks, And we just ask that you leave the place in a better condition than when you came because it's yours, right? So um, that's it. If you hunt, you do have a cost for hunting and whatever it is to go get a uh, access deer, um, to replenish it, uh, to have a guide um, and do those things. So, I mean, you do have some costs, but any of you guys know that are hunters, you know right up front that it's expensive. You go to hunt hogs and it's really expensive down in Texas. You'll spend three to $500 for a hog I think we you can buy those hogs for like thirty bucks, twenty or thirty dollars, forty dollars. Um, I think it's I think it's going to be uh, I think uh, again it's going to be great, and and I'm uh, buying up a couple more of the the units as well. But you'll have an operating agreement in there that goes through it. We'll have managing partners, um, so we'll manage uh, the property. You will be able to take that property and hand it down to people in your family um, as well. It, it will make money. Um, so Michael Miller is going to. Um, he'll have a couple, he has a couple units and he's going to be the one that operates and is down there on the property. And he's with Warriors for, um, uh, Warriors for Ranchers. Yeah. Super, super, super good dude. Um, and, uh, he'll be watching over the facility and helping us get different livestock and thing in there as well. And, uh, we're going to go all out on filling up days. So we'll probably do it six months in advance where, we start the schedule six months from now um, to get people in there to go hunting. And then if you decide you want to go hunting on any one of those days, you can pop in. We'll keep one of the um, buildings available for the owners to, to use um, in the, the uh, somebody says Kevlar yurts. I don't know what that's for. <laughs> can we build tiny homes? <laughs> that's Real, hilarious. Real, really, I'm Zach? I'm sorry I had to chime in. Really? A Kevlar Zach? yurt would be hilarious. <laughs> Zach, really? That's Come phenomenal. On, Zach says he'll build a village. Uh, the other thing is, is that all of us that, that buy into this thing at the 1776, or even the people that buy into it and just drop 100 or $200 on the Gibson Go, I want you to know that um, 
you'll, you'll be able to come out. We're going to have like a Patriot Palooza, get out there with a couple thousand people, drop some tents, uh, and have a great time. It, it is a pretty awesome place. Um, I'll drop some videos on Conservative Daily as well so you can see that. Um, update on, I'm going to give you a bunch of updates now because it's my show. Uh, Greg, you get to say on it because Max isn't here. Uh, but I'll give you a couple of other updates on the legal front. Um, it's, it's been a battle, right? And a huge battle. I'm up against a activist, uh, uh, activist judge, not a judge, um, who has done some pretty bad things, right? And so we've been able to uncover, uh, we've been able to uncover some of that, those bad things. And now it's just a matter of how we, um, go about, um, seeding all of that. It, we, you know, my lawyers are really smart and all the lawyers that are on this are really smart, but they're recognizing that they just want to hurt people. That these people want to hurt people. I mean, you, you have somebody that got in a fight with people in Antifa and there's a bounty on that person's head. What do you think they would do to an Antifa member now knowing that the judge is Antifa and that the, the lawyers for Coomer who's you know, allegedly Antifa or a sympathizer or whatever, whatever you want to call him. He certainly has not just a bias, but he has a propensity to lie. I mean, he lies about things. I mean, he wrote an op-ed where he said that the, all that social media stuff was made up, that somebody is impersonating him, right? <laughs> then he lied about being in, in, in uh, hiding, right? He, he just lies. They, they just lie. They just don't know how to tell the truth, right? And when you're caught, you just double down on more lies. That's all they do is lie. So I just, I, I want to know what they do to a person that walked away from Antifa. Um, if they're going to go after people that, that fought Antifa, what would they do to somebody that betrayed their comrade group? I can tell you what they do to them, what they've already done in certain states, because they've already knocked off a couple of their own in certain cities. And in Denver, they knocked somebody off just a couple months ago who said he wanted to walk away. And their fear was that that person was a part of Antifa. And, or a part of uh, one of the people that was a leaker. So we, we are dealing with massive, massive amounts of problems in our country. And, um, I, you know, I got to tell you, the, the fight, the legal fight, we already know where we're at. They, they shouldn't have venue. They shouldn't have anything. They shouldn't even be in Denver. It should be in Salida or it should be in Douglas County. Um, soon it'll be in, in federal court. But um, it, it's going to be a huge fight. And so if you can help and support that, do as well. I, I constantly am telling you guys about support this, support that help with this, help with that. Um, actually, I'm not constantly doing that because I don't usually say it about myself. But if you can also take the thing, and it looks like Derek, oh, thanks, Derek. Uh, contribute to Joe Altman's Legal Defense Fund. Um, if you can take that, share it, um, uh, you know, I would be very grateful, very grateful. What's that? Fax Blast, it's a good oh. one today. Yeah, the Fax Blast is ridiculous today. Uh, Greg, you, wanna, you were talking about this. Do you wanna you know, make a comment about that? Uh, go ahead. I, I, I'm having a problem pull it up, uh, pulling it up on my screen. So today, like everything else, we, we're dealing with a massive amount of fraud at the, at the federal level. And so the one that went out uh, just earlier is Homeland Security Secretary Alexandro uh, Moracas continues to violate his oath of office. He swore to faithfully execute the country's immigration laws. Instead, he has opened the borders of criminals, traffickers, and fraudulent asylum applicants. Um, they're actually slowing down the, the deportation while they're lying to the American people and telling us that they're not. And, and this is what they do. So you have to tell, one of the interesting things about what, we, what we're doing as a group 
is that we have to learn to stand up. We have to learn to stand up and say uh, unequivocally, listen, we're on to you. And you as a representative need to make sure that you follow through with your duty to protect us as people and to hear the, the, voice, the voice of the people. We already know that hasn't happened on the election side, but we have to constantly be at their door telling them, hey, we need to pay attention. Okay, so the next part is, this is gonna be awesome. We're sending out a email. So you can actually go to uh, 89517, freedom to 89517, and we'll be sending this out. It'll be a link for you to go to the deep rig, right? So it's deeprigonline. Deep, sorry, that's not true. Deeprigmovie.online. And there you'll go in and it'll ask you to give you your information. Now, some people have said, Joe, what are you doing with that information? Well, that information is going to be used so we can collectively get bring people together and break the bond of big tech. So much like when you sign up for our emails or you sign up for our texting so I can send you a text, the other part of it is, is that we have to find one place where we can collect together, gather information, and talk to you about what can be done in your community. Talk to you about how to activate you in your community to fight against all of this evil. Now, I'm the only one that holds a key to it. I had a team actually build out that particular system. Now, was I a part of building the movie and knowing about this? I found out about the movie in February, I think, or March. Um, one of the two. Um, I don't have any financial yeah, yeah, I think it gain. Was end of February. Yeah, and I was in the movie, obviously, uh, but I don't have any financial gain. And the 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 reason why I'm doing this and I'm collecting the data and I'm being the one to to hold on to it is it'll never get sold. No one will ever get access to it. It is stored offline. It has an encryption key, and I'm the only one that has access to it. So if you really want to know what you know how how this is all working out, that's why. And so if you, if you think that, hey, I'm giving up my phone number, I'm giving all my information, nobody else gets that but me. All right? it, it is a, a private server, private system. It is fully protected. Um, but I do need the opportunity to be able to connect with every single person that is, on, um, that is out there that, that knows about this election fraud and is willing to stand up. So yes, uh, yes, Ray, it's 89517. Text FREEDOM to 89517, and you can stay connected. So we will be sending out the um, deep rig online or deep rig movie dot online uh, later on today and tomorrow um, so that you can actually go in and register for that. You have 48 hours from the time that you register to actually watch the movie. Um, I got a chance again to watch it again last night. I thought it was amazing. It, it was an amazing documentary. And I don't know why Eventbrite or anyone else. I can promise you this. They've never watched it because I don't know how you could watch that and say that it's a perpetration of fake news because everything in there is backed up either by data, like hard data, quant guys, guys that literally are portfolio managers. Uh, Bobby Pitton is that guy. Uh, Javon Pulitzer, who is frankly an inventor and a brilliant mind um, that came up with ideas to make sure that the paper could be authenticated. To a gentleman that literally was in the printing business for 30 years. To General Flynn, who spent 34 years in the military serving this country I don't know how you can look at all those people and say, and myself, I was a tech CEO, right? And now nothing's, nothing's sticking. So now they're just saying all sorts of other bad things about me, right? But I don't know how you can look at that and say, oh, there's, got to, there's a problem. You know, this is all fake news, right? You do not cut the tongue out of the person that is lying. You cut the tongue out of the person that's telling the truth. And we are dealing with a perversion of our system in such a way that if we don't stand up, we'll have nothing left to stand up for. So what is that? Oh, somebody hit the bell. Okay. It's uh, a fun dog. Yeah. That's all. I, okay, I'm sorry. That dog. was me. 
Oh, it was? <laughs> All right. I hit a sound effect, man. I'm really sorry, guys. All right. So uh, other than that, listen, we, we've had a it's a great Monday. Uh, I want you guys to know that um, I have to be really careful on where you will know that I am. Um, I will be uh, traveling. So you'll be seeing me from different locations. Um, unfortunately, for safety reasons and for reasons related to other things you'll hear about later on this week, um, I will not be divulging where I'll be um, talking to you from. Uh, but just know that the reason why that I'm not telling you where I am is because there is a movement of people that want to punish me for coming forward. Not because I lied, because I didn't. There was never a lie that came out of my mouth about any of this. Matter of fact, if anything, I've come forward and said, listen, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. That's not true. And I keep very good records when I hear things that are out there that people say I constantly correct them. And I correct them because I want to be on the side of absolute truth. I signed an affidavit that was subject to me having five years in prison. If I lied on that affidavit, nobody would do that lightly, especially given what we're facing right now in, uh, across the country with this, the scrutiny um, that we're under as Americans. I truly believe, Greg, I truly believe that we are in a place where we are winning. We are winning massively. And in massive numbers, people are coming forward and they're waking up. And um, we just have to show them that we're not going to back down, keep our stamina. Um, la lastly, if you want to hold an event where you have, not lastly, I guess it is lastly. Lastly, if you, if you want to <laughs> hold an event, um, if you want to hold an event and show uh, the deep rig, uh, you can actually go to um, uh, deeprigmovie.online and you can register as an event and they'll give you a special 4K access to um, show that and to stream that as well, um, live from where you are. So we're, again, we, we are, it's some, it's some pretty crazy things that we're up against right now. We have the symposium this week, the 10th to the 12th. Um, we have, uh, with Mike Lindell, a lot of things are going to come out with the PCAPs. I truly believe that the data that's coming out is going to show massive amounts of truth. I think that then we're going to have to make a decision as people on what do we do about a illegitimate government, an illegitimate president, and an illegitimate group of people that are leading our country. And then what do we do about the, the compromised judiciary? Because I truly believe that if we don't take care of that, you know, it doesn't matter. And, and by the way, if you're, if you're a Democrat in a poor community, if you're black, green, yellow, purple, doesn't matter, they're coming for you next. It's not going to be we're going after conservatives, we're going after people that are Christian. They're coming after everyone that doesn't agree with that aristocratic elite rule. All right, my name is Joe Oltman. And I'm Greg Pappas. Greg, I want to thank you for coming on today. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. And just so you understand, God is at the wheel. He always has been at the wheel. We need to have faith, but we need to also operate in that faith. So until tomorrow.